Here's Joy Givers. Anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and friends, we've got another amazing topic lined up for you today. Have you ever thought about what it looks like to mentor someone? Or maybe you've been someone who's been mentored. What does it look like to have someone believe in you? Or maybe the person that you are is that person giving that belief to someone else. Friends, today we are going to be speaking with special guest Joe Lorenzi. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so great to have you here. You've been recommended many times for people to <laughs> You've got to get Joe in there. You've got to get Joe in there. That's great. It's kind of nice to be wanted to come and talk about something. So, Joe, you are a law enforcement officer. You also own the Bemidji Boxing Gym. You do a lot of things for other people. I know that you don't get here overnight. So talk to me a little bit about your journey. How did you how did you get to this point in the first place? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is sort of the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um I guess there's a long version and a short version. I'll, t- I'll try to keep it somewhere in the middle. Um my family and I are from Illinois. So I'm Losing my voice today, of course, the day that I come on the radio. Um, so we're from Illinois. We moved up to Duluth, Minnesota, and um, I was probably 10 or 11. I found myself getting in trouble over the years, and at about high school age, some guys were um, asking me if I boxed, and I would lie to them, and I told them I'd boxed in Chicago, which wasn't, wasn't the truth at all. But they told me to come down to their gym and... Uh, show show them what I knew, <laughs> which was which was nothing. So um, to save face, I went down there, and I was a young man who it was just my mother and my sister and I. So I went down to the gym, and it was uh, quickly noticed that I didn't have that background in boxing. But uh, what I noticed is I, I lacked discipline and I lacked that drive. And the coaches there, um, they get kids like me in the gym all the time they actually cared and they showed you know love to me and helped me through my journey so after a few months i uh was out for a little bit and i had uh, a small tumor in my neck which i didn't i don't know that was a scary moment for me um didn't really know anything about praying at the time or anything but it turned out i was okay so i got back into boxing trained for a while um, trained for about a year and then had my first match at Black Bear Casino in, in 1997 or 98, which is a long time ago. Had my first match and I was, I was set. So I um, ended up uh, competing in 70 amateur matches. And then along the way, my, my coach took a break to take care of his kid. And I was at a community club called the Twin Ports Boxing Club. So... Um, the community club had moved around the city of Duluth a few times and we ended up getting a new coach and a new space and the new coach and I didn't really see eye to eye of things. So we ended up kind of going our own ways and I ended up going to a gym which I kind of cross-trained with uh, some kickboxers Um, and that coach ended up retiring as well. So he had some guys that kind of took over the space they ended up, uh, they were just kind of gym rats. They were good ki- good guys, but they didn't really, they weren't like the head coach guy, you know. So I was helping them out for a little bit. And then I decided that I was going to, instead of continuing to build their brand, I'm going to build my own brand. So I owned 
opened up Lorenzi's Boxing and Fitness. Um, huge outpouring, had a lot of people coming in, didn't really know what to do with it. And at the time, I wasn't super disciplined. Um, and about that time, it was uh, 2007, 2008, I ended up uh, meeting a beautiful girl named Carrie, opening up a business and graduating from college. And um, with not a lot of discipline, not a lot of uh, guidance for me. And mind you, this whole time I've had this, uh, this guilt on me, like I wasn't doing something I was supposed to be doing. So I was trying to figure that out. Um, so I started pouring myself into um, the gym and I started applying for a few jobs. I graduated from Fond du Lac College with a law enforcement degree. And I wasn't, at that point in my life, I wasn't, um, let me get some water here. Yeah. This is, by the way, I just, there's so many things here. I wanted to talk about like, oh my gosh, yes. And then there's a family and then there's this and then there's that. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. So you went to uh, law enforcement at Fond du Lac. Yep. So I went there, graduated. Um, It took me a while, actually. It took me for a two-year degree. Um, I was going to school for about five years because back and forth, I was kind of like a lost puppy trying to figure out like what I wanted in life and what I wanted uh, for everything. And it, Finally, I, I got tired of making excuses and kind of, I don't know, had this little voice in the back of my head, like pushing me forward. And I didn't know what that voice was. So I finally graduated again. I met uh, Carrie and then business was taking off. Um, but my heart still wasn't in the right place. I was putting all my effort into the gym, but not enough into my relationship uh, with Carrie um, or with um, the law enforcement side of it. And there was a big piece missing there as well. Fast forward, the gym was doing really well. Um, I kind of gave up the pursuit for uh, law enforcement after a few um, times being told no, which isn't typically my personality. But at that time, I was, I kind of gave up a little bit. And then there was a moment where I was not being faithful to my to my girlfriend at the time, and it was a very hard. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was. A moment, a fork in the road, um, if you will, where I was going to lose this girl. Um, I was going to, I was kind of like teetering with everything. The gym was doing okay, but I wasn't really 100% there. I wasn't really 100% anywhere. And I had this um, Jesus take the wheel moment. And I specifically remember telling Jesus, like, I'll, I'll listen. Like, I'll, because that voice in my head and that push that I've been feeling this whole time was was him so finally I was like okay one day at a time um I never drank I never um I never did drugs my issue was um attention from females and at this moment Carrie was saying either we we're doing this or not we're either going to be in a, a committed relationship or we're not so I decided uh, to give up some control and, and listen. And it's been, eh, what, 15 years or something like that. I'm married now with three beautiful kids. Been married uh, for 10 years now. Um, and everything in my life from that moment um, led me to this part, which was just me giving up some of that control 
yeah. and understanding that there's something bigger out there. Yeah, I just, I really just want to take a pause and, and first of all, acknowledge, I love these Jesus take the wheel moments for people because there's definitely the, you know what it's like before and you know what it's like after. It doesn't right. always happen overnight in terms of, okay, I'm a changed person and everything looks rosy. But it's the way we approach things that shifts yeah. after the Jesus take the wheel moments. And once we get to that point and we move forward from that point, it does look different. And um, by the way, congratulations on your years of marriage and three amazing yeah. children. It's just beautiful. I, I just love that. I love that part of the, I love that part of your journey. So you have the Jesus take the wheel. You're married. You've got children. You obviously have been, you've had so many people that were coming in and out of your life. I love what you talked about at the very beginning, this gym you went to, and they cared about me. Yeah. They showed me that I mattered. And I love that that simple act of showing someone that they matter and that someone cares about them can make all the difference. Because even at that stage of your life, you could have really taken an incredibly different turn. Right. It was... uh Going back to my amateur days, and then when I when I first turned pro, um, and then when I first opened my gym, it was about me. It was all about me, and you know, the, even the coaches. You know, you'd have your coaches that would make it about you. Your sparring partners, it was about you. And the best thing that could happen to me is when my coach took a break to take care of his kid, and I had some issues with the the um, other coach that came into Twin Ports. That was a moment for me to that opened my eyes that giving back to other people was the fuel that helped me. Um, so I couldn't really articulate what it was. I just knew that like when I go to the gym and there was those aha moments for people because when I first started, I was teaching like I, I never taught cardio boxing. Um, I, I was a fighter, so I was trying to teach uh, people fighting, which. A, a very small percentage of people who have come in the door like are going to be your fighters. Everyone else, they need the fitness. They need all that other stuff. And I had to learn how to adjust and adapt to training people. And it's been such a beautiful journey to be able to meet, um, for one, that people uh, come to me and trust me enough to like let me into their life to be able to help them with whatever, whatever it is. You know, I've had... Um, I've been very fortunate to work with, I don't know, I know people throw these numbers out all the time, but literally thousands of people over the years. Um, when I had my gym in Duluth, um, I uh, I really, like I love working with everyone, but like the the kids that no one wanted to work with, the kids that like, uh, you know, the were hard in school and like they were, you know, rough at home. Like I wanted to work with those kids because there's a reason they're like that, you yeah. know. So... And my time with those kids and like even, you know, the, the boxing gym door and for a lot of coaches out there, they know, and a lot of mentors out there, they know it's a revolving door. It opens and shuts all the time. So the moments that we get with these people, um, it's very brief, but um, the time that we can like hopefully help them and inspire them to do better and to do better with themselves um, hopefully that sticks with them. And I've had, uh, I've been very fortunate to be able to be, meet a lot of awesome people along the way. So 
Joe, this is so amazing. And we're going to come back and talk more about this. We're going to take a brief break and we are speaking with Joe Lorenzi. We're talking all about mentoring, what it means to provide hope and instill encouragement in someone as they move along their journey. We'll be right back after a brief pause to thank our sponsors. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to renew humanity? I believe it starts with each one of us and involves topics like our identity in Jesus Christ, the journey of our soul, and living with purpose and intention. I've created a special three-month program titled Humanity Renewed, and it will be starting February 7th. This program involves group coaching, special guest presenters, one-on-one coaching with me, weekly text messages, and of course, joy mail. Don't miss this unique opportunity to be a part of my next group program. More details can be found at debmcgregor.com. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Joe Lorenzi. We are talking all about mentoring, giving hope to other people, encouraging other people. And Joe, going into the break, we were talking about your passion for helping people that maybe others put by the wayside or maybe don't want to give attention to. And then I started yeah. getting curious about, well, we've been kind of talking about this work in Duluth, but somehow you got to Bemidji and started doing this work <laughs> Wait, here. this is yeah. Bemidji? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is Bemidji. So talk to me about the, the transition coming here and continuing the work here. Yeah, so um, I didn't like, um, I'm, I'm kind of a guy that I'm stubborn when it comes to putting my mind to something I want to, can, I don't, I want to get it done. So um, when I graduated from law enforcement school and I applied for maybe seven jobs, didn't work out back then. There was, uh, it was extremely competitive. Um, not a lot of jobs, tons of applicants. So I stuck my heart and soul into the gym. The gym grew up. We were one of the biggest gyms north of Minneapolis. Um, and we were just kind of exploding and I got to a point where we had about 13 coaches. We had two other owners and, I still had that um, that pulling from the Lord saying, hey, you're still not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So 
I talked to my wife and I'm like, well, maybe I want to go to school for social work. I want to do something with people. I never wanted to have my gym be the full-time thing that was making money off of, which I wasn't even. Um, so I went to the College of St. Scholastica for a little bit, started working on social work, and then I literally like uh, slammed on the brakes. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, I need to go to, I need to finish this this path. So I ended up uh, applying for a few more jobs, and eventually talked to my brother-in-law who works in Wadena County and with my sister. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's a, a department up here that is hiring and, and I know the chief pretty well. I'm like, you know what, after I, I was open to anything, I wanted to, I don't, I really want to get into law enforcement and continue on that path. So I ended up going to uh, Verndale, Minnesota, which is very small as a uh, one chief and then an officer. And uh, the position had uh, um, an SRO position as so a school resource officer. So I met the chief and he asked me if I was good with kids. And I was like, oh boy, let me tell you, <laughs> working with kids for a while. So um, that process started and I ended up getting hired in uh, October, November 2018. So um, my wife and I, um, she was following by my side and she's, you know, I trust you and I you know, love you. Let's continue this, uh, this journey. So we sold our house in Duluth and... Uh, we were in a townhome in Hermantown for probably three months, which is crazy because we, we had all of our things. And then we literally got the biggest truck we could find and grabbed all of our stuff and moved to Wadena, Minnesota, which was crazy because I'd been through that town. I fought up there a few times for yeah, probably like a dozen times for amateur boxing. And all of a sudden we were living there and I was working there. Uh, it didn't feel like... Uh, I felt like, hey, this is the step, right? But right. it didn't feel like this was the end of it. So before I got a job in, in Verndale, I actually applied in Bemidji. I didn't even know this place existed. I, I had boxed in Castle Lake before. I had boxed in Fargo before. Um, but the bypass always drove me around the city. So when I applied here, um, I was like, oh, this is a nice little town. I don't, know. I don't know if they like me. We'll see. And I don't test very well. I, don't, I didn't speak. I don't know what happened there, but they... They passed on me, um, and then after about three months of being in Verndale, I got a call back from the chief who wanted to interview me again. Um, one of the main reasons I got into law enforcement, uh, besides what I originally told you, was uh, my first apartment that I had my own in Duluth. The owner of that apartment complex was um, Gordon Ramsey, who was the chief in Duluth at the time, and I asked him about law enforcement because I always kind of wanted to get into it. And he's like, you know what, you should, you should get into law enforcement. And then eventually he uh, said the gym, and eventually he gave me a letter of recommendation. What just happened that um, Chief Mastin here in Bemidji and Chief Ramsey knew each other pretty well. I think they might be friends, maybe good friends, I don't know. So he's like, I had to talk to you because I see, saw this letter. So I went up and talked to him, and you know, after a certain amount of steps, um, got a job offer, and I told my wife, I'm like, uh, are you ready to move again? And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Wadena wasn't where we wanted to end up at. Beautiful, like a bunch of amazing people, but we still wanted to continue our journey. So I was traveling back and forth from Bemidji and Wadena um, went during my field training and driving back and forth and just uh, I had an apartment up here and um, eventually moved the family up and we were settled. We were up here for a little bit and talked to the wife. I'm like, you know what? Things are feeling pretty good. How about some more chaos? 
because there was still something missing for me. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, I love that I'm in law enforcement now. This is something I've always dreamed about, but now something's missing. What do you think about opening up another gym? And she's, you know, she, uh, bless her heart, she um, helped me follow my journey. So we ended up taking around $13,000, $14,000, buying a bunch of equipment because we sold everything when we moved and started the Bemidji Boxing Club, got everything uh, filed in December of, of 19. Doors open uh, January 1st of 20, and I was really excited. I, you know, I created this from scratch. The, the name was easy, um, but the logo and everything else, and um, kind of had the blueprint from doing it in Duluth. And then things were starting to go really good, and then COVID hit, yeah. and it, it was for everyone, and I know it was just a crazy time, but I can honestly only say, like I said, it's been a a blur this whole time, but I think the only way we've gotten this far is because the Lord has been pushing us, Yeah, which is, I don't know, Yeah, no other way. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a lot of these young adults, um, and I know the ages, the range is, is pretty broad in the kids, but talk to me about what it means to mentor these young adults and, and yeah. the use of the boxing gym. Like, I believe there's so many levels that work here. Right. So... People bring their, you know, they want to get in the gym, they want to get in shape, uh, they want to compete, you know, they, they want to get in there and, and actually like box with somebody, but there's, we've got to learn the sport, we've got to have our mind clear and a lot, like everyone has their own stuff we're dealing with, right? So when we get the young kids in, there's their mind, I, I was just explaining this to another one of our kids, um, their mind is like someone just screaming, just like, the whole time, I'm not going to scream in your mic, but um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, exactly. And boxing releases that you know, like you get that that physical release, and then all of a sudden that emotional release comes, and that screaming and that loud noise dies down, and you can really peel back and see what's really going on. So, for a lot of our kids, um, our young adults, once we're able to get some of that screaming and all this stuff down that we can have a real conversation about what, why we're here. Why are we, why are you upset? What, what are we, you know, what are we really working on here? And I'm a really big believer in, you know, like, you know, former trauma or anything we're dealing with to be able to come and work out, hit the bag, let it, let that out in a positive way. And, um, then once all that is gone, then we can really figure out how to uh, deal with yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it too is, once, um, once we're calm and once we are able to really think clearly, the Lord is so much louder for us. Yes. Amen. So, amen, brother. Well, and that's like, for me, that's it. Like when we are able to calm the noise down and get those things out of the way, we can hear God. It's not like you were talking about that little voice that you had that little nudges or those little voices. The more you could quiet everything else down, the more you could totally get in touch with that. And that's one of the things that, you know, I love so much about that. And, you know, I know my son um, really enjoyed going to your gym. He, he moved, obviously, now. But that's one of the things he would often talk about is um, one of the things he loved is it's not just the skill set, but he said, Joe believes in me. Joe believes I can do this. And sometimes we need someone to believe in us before we can even believe in ourselves and right. you had that growing up 
when you started going to the gym. And this is something that I think people don't always see um, in those places. And the other thing, Joe, that I love is that you bring the Lord with you. You don't necessarily always need to be blasting it out of the megaphone. Yeah, you're pointing to your tattoo, which, of course, people can't see it mm-hmm. on the radio. Um, but I think that's something that's really important. Um, Joe, we've just got a little bit of time left, and I want to make sure there's something in here. I keep seeing the word inspiration. Like, what inspires you to keep going? Right. So there's been, oh, man, um, been days where I'm tired. I want to be home with my family, um, you know, maybe a long day at work. And um, I go to the gym, and they have so much energy, you know, and and, and uh, now I'm fortunate enough to have my daughter with, with me at the gym. And once I start pouring myself into them and working with these, you know, these kids, these adults, you know, we've had ages from eight years old all the way up to people in their 40s, um, it's, it kind of bounces back and gives me energy and drives me to, I don't be a better coach, be a better mentor, be a better husband. You know, it, it reminds me of... Um, my goal to just do better, you know? So that, that's what motivates me every day. And I like to remind them of that, you know, after a long day of training and everyone, like they're physically tired. I'm, I'm, I'm physically tired from the day. And I just want to tell them thank you because, um, we got there, you know? Yeah. So together. I love that. I love that. And, and I love the together piece also. Like we are not meant to be in this journey alone. No. The life journey is to be shared, right? The Lord will connect us with so many people in this journey. And sometimes we don't even know what that's about. And we don't always need to know. God knows. Right. Joe, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. And I'm sure we can invite people. Facebook, Bemidji Boxing is on Facebook. They can follow your page. I know I follow your page. I love seeing what you guys are up to all the time. And of course, people can get involved as well. Um, But what we really want to encourage people to do is be a mentor, right? Encourage others. Lift someone else up when you have the chance. And also show up. Just show up for someone. Joe Lorenzi, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Friends, we want to thank you for tuning in today. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. And we want to remind you to go out, live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Have a great day, friends. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.